0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Somehow, we made it to a Friday. Welcome to the program. I'm exhausted. It's a meat Friday, by the way. The Traeger grills are all fired up. Mario's father is coming in. Excuse me. Yes. Mario said, can my dad come in and cook uh, some Puerto Rican food? And I said, sure. Well, buddy, you know, who's a little down on the dumps today. Tyler. Tyler normally does our cooking on Friday. Tyler is a real sad guy today. But Mario's dad is coming in and we've got roasted pork shoulder. Hello. (laughs) Yellow rice with pigeon peas. Smashed fried plantains, topped with a garlic sauce and potato salad. All of that courtesy of the Traeger Grills. Yes, Eden? This I'm going to call the prediction. Now might be the best thing we've ever had. <laughs> That's quite a prediction. I'm I'm calling it right now. It's okay. going to be one of the tastiest things you've ever eaten in your whole life. Yeah, uh, Paulie. Tyler, see ya. Yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah. Gonzo. Well, remember when we had Alan, our IT guy, and then who? all of a sudden we went Alan who? And then Tyler the moderator, Tyler the chef, Tyler the cooker, Tyler the creator. Tyler the has been. Yeah. What? Whoa. Yeah. You gotta have. you have to be a was been to be a has been though. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Mario, is it's Bring Your Dad to Work Day, but of course, I can't, and Pauly can't, and Fritzy can't. I didn't know it was an official holiday. I I thought his dad was just cooking. Yeah, McLovin's dad's coming in, (laughs) Seton's dad's coming in. When is Bring a
1: Picture of Your Dead Dad to Work Day? I got
0: got tons of those. Actually, I forgot to invite my dad. Well, next year. I can't even bring my mom in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, welcome to the program. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. Who has it better than us? Nobody. (laughs) Make sure you go to danpatrick.com, the DP Show store, and pick up the uh, latest T-shirt inspired by Justin Herbert. For you Chargers fans, really, this is for NFL fans. Football is fun. That is the T-shirt. It's available with uh, all the other great merchandise we have at danpatrick.com. Brady Quinn will join us on loan from Fox Sports Radio. He was great last week, and uh, we'll bring Brady back. Got some things to talk to him about, including last night's game. Brady, of course, the former Cleveland Browns first-round pick. He's got a good story to tell you about when he worked out for John Gruden. When Gruden was with the Buccaneers, they were looking at maybe drafting a quarterback. They did draft a quarterback. It wasn't Brady Quinn. And uh, Harold Reynolds will join us on loan from the – Baseball Network, after uh, last night's festivities in San Francisco, I'm getting ahead of myself. Play of the Day, Saturday, pull question, all of that coming up. Phone number 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. You can watch this program on Peacock all three hours. Download the app and join us. And, uh, if not, you can listen on our radio affiliates numbering nearly 400 around America. This program brought to you by M Drive, the supplement for driven guys that supports healthy testosterone levels, boost energy. Visit MDriveDan.com, free shipping, 60 day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Get M Drive today. Dodgers and Giants, about as evenly matched as two great teams could be. They both came into last night's winner take all game with 109 victories on the season. They went down to the ninth inning, the last strike. Now, Cody Bellinger's single gave the Dodgers a 2-1 lead. Then they sealed the win when Max Scherzer got his first career save. He struck out Wilmer Flores on a check swing. A brutal loss for the Giants. It was a special season. And this is a matchup that probably should have come later in the postseason and been a seven-game series. But the system is what it is and provided plenty of drama here. And while losing now is brutal for the Giants – This has to have reignited one of the great sports rivalries. Teams don't like each other. Fans don't like each other. The Dodgers move on trying to repeat as champs. As for the Giants, hopefully they move on and get ready to uh, make another run at their hated rival again next season. But it was everything you wanted. Uh, And by the way, Mookie Betts is still great. He went four for four. You know, you... Uh, look at his batting average, four fifty. You put him in these uh, winner take all games and Mookie Betts, that's where you go. And the Red Sox got rid of Mookie Betts, huh? Dodgers getting their money's worth there, but uh, you know, Max Scherzer first career save. I was curious. The uh, there's been three guys who have had I think more wins than Max Scherzer and gotten their first career save. Two of the two of the pitchers you you've heard of, Tom Siever. And the other one is Greg Maddox. He got his first major league save. He has 197 career wins, regular season, postseason. That's 11th, uh, tied for the 11th most wins while recording only one save. Greg Maddox had 366 wins. Pud Galvin. 361, Tom Seaver, 314, the only pitchers with at least 300 wins, regular and postseason, with only one career save. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. The game ended on a check swing, and to me, it was a bad call, but... You know, if you're going to really look at this and say, well, the Giants got uh, ripped off. Wilmer Flores against Max Scherzer. Now, was it the wrong call? Yes. I don't think he went on the check swing. But factor this in. The Giants didn't lose because of a check swing. They lost because they scored 10 runs in five games and the Dodgers scored 18. That, That needs to be the overall picture here. Because you can say Wilmer Flores... Okay, he could have gotten on, maybe an error. Um, he's hitting no 91 against Max Scherzer. Yeah, okay, is he going to get on? Okay, maybe if he does, is it a bad call? Really, the bigger picture is the Giants just didn't hit. You know, they load up to hit home runs, I think second in, uh, in baseball to Toronto in home runs. Great pitching, but when you don't put the bat on the ball, you know, you can have great pitching, but all it takes is one or two runs to beat you, and you saw that last night. Here's Gabe Kapler, the Giants manager on the call that ended the giant season
1: you have not been one to talk much about umpire decisions but that yeah. final check swing call seemed uh, as if it really angered a lot of people what were your thoughts on that and how'd you see it
2: super tough i mean obviously you don't want a game to end that way i know these guys work really hard to to make the right call so it's super challenging um on our end obviously it's going to be frustrating to have a, a game in like that but pretty high quality hitter at the plate that can climb back
1: into that count. It's no guarantee of success at the end of the at bat. It's just, it's just a tough way to end it. I mean, there, there, there's no, for, especially right now, there's no need to, to be angry about that. I, I just think it's, it's just a disappointing way to end.
0: That's a great comment by Gabe. It is. And it's the right, it's the right call by him talking about that. The series is over. You didn't hit and you played with fire. And Scherzer came to the rescue and Cody Bellinger with a, a, a big hit there. And the Dodgers move on to face the Atlanta Braves. Now is when we talk about next year. If you want to have the receding, if you want to do more than just a one game playoff, uh, if you want to do something that's more than a best of five, like now is when you do it. Don't do it after the fact. That's not reviewable. The check swing, not reviewable. Okay. Now is when you put it into play next year. But you can't do it in the moment and say, oh, that should have been a seven game series. Uh, Oh, it should have, Dodgers should have been able to play uh, three games instead of one against the Cardinals in a winner take all. They never should have faced the Giants in the second round. All of those things should be put on the table. But you can't do it in real time and say, they should change that. You want to do replay? You want to do a check swing? Put it into play next year. And usually what happens is, when it happens to a big market team, is when we have change. You know, the the, Giants, or the Dodgers and the Yankees, these one-game playoffs, so that's not fair. Well, that's what it's been, and nobody would have cared if it was somebody else. They wouldn't have. These are two big market teams. Therefore, there's a lot of tension, a lot of media, and then there's a lot of people talking about it in a lot of different outlets. Now is when you make the change for next year. If you want to make those changes, great. Or don't make the change. Like, you you can't complain about it when it happens now. Or if you have that complaint, then make sure it's voiced for next year. And then if you want to make a change with a one-game playoff, you know, that team that just got in, okay. You want to have uh, reseeding. That's fine. You know, did I want the Dodgers to play the Giants in the divisional round? No, I didn't. It felt like it was more monumental to put that in the National League Championship Series. I didn't make the rules. I abide by them, and that's what we should do as well. You want to make a change? Make a change next year. You want to review a check swing? Review a check swing next year if you want to. But the Giants lost because they played with fire. The ending is bad, but the Giants lost because they scored 10 runs in five games. The Dodgers' bullpen was great. You got some really timely pitching from their starters as well, and you got a couple of hits. I mean, that's what it comes down to. This is an offensive show in baseball, right? No, it's not. What did it come down to? A couple of timely hits and great pitching. Time-honored tradition. And as great as the Giants were this year, and it was a wonderful story, one of the great stories that we've had in a long, long time, because everybody underestimated them. It ends in a way that you don't want it to end. But did I think Wilmer Flores was going to solve Max Scherzer? I didn't. But that doesn't mean that you you should still go, okay, you know, it's a bad call. It is a bad call. But this isn't Barry Bonds of 1993 at the plate here. It's Wilmer Flores. Bad call? But that's not the reason why the Giants lost. Your phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. McLovin, you got a poll question for yeah, me. Yeah, I
1: actually wrote this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but should check swings be reviewable? we, we you did up not with, write yeah, that Yeah, Thursday yesterday. afternoon, right after the show yesterday. Did you? Seaton said to me, he's like, what, what do you think of check swings? I'm like, I don't know. Should <laughs> they review them? It was weird. A 15-minute debate about it.
0: Yeah. Can you check the time stamp on that? Yeah. Because uh, I, I believe you, McLovin. But the actual conversation is none of the Danettes really knew what
1: was the difference between a strike and a check swing. Yeah,
0: I don't know if even the umpires know. Well, it uh, used to be if you broke your wrist, and then I always thought it was where the bat was over the plate. But it's not reviewable. So, yeah, Paul. MLB's rule book,
1: I'm double-checking this, but has no description of what a check swing is. They have, a, in 188 pages of rules that MLB has, there is no rule that defines what a check swing is. It's just under the judgment of the umpire. There is a rule about appealing a uh, check swing. You go down to either base, depending on left-hand, right-hand, but they, they have the appeals process, but not the actual rule of what it is.
0: I know, but I don't want to get caught up in, oh, the Giants got screwed and that's why they lost. They they lost, because they put themselves in a position where Wilmer Flores is facing Max Scherzer and you're trying to stay alive, and he's down 0-2. I mean, come on. Bad call, absolutely. There's bad calls in, in all of these series. Dodgers won. We move on. Yeah, club. You say, though, it's pitching, like, it's not
1: like every team go out and spend $50 billion on their pitching staff. The Dodgers have, are just collecting shy. Young. I mean, it's they had to spend a lot of money to get this crazy great pitching staff. It's not like the Giants were, I was telling Paul, it's not like the Giants were striking out against bad pitchers. They were. the Dodgers are so loaded, their staff.
0: Okay, the Giants aren't loaded. You don't know any of those pitchers. Never heard of and them. And they were great. Yeah. It, right? See, yeah. Logan Webb, you don't know him. <laughs> not at all. Now I do. But but what did it come down to, though? They, they pitched really well. Not as well as the, the Dodgers did. I mean, and somebody else could have gotten Max Scherzer at the trade deadline, right? You're only using him, renting him for a half a season. Somebody could have gotten him if they wanted him. But man, that's a that's a big weapon to have and to come out of the bullpen. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling. Did you see him run out of the bullpen? Oh man, I thought yeah, I wonder if he thought
1: there was a clock, and if he didn't get to the mound in 20 seconds, he wouldn't get the the ball. That
0: was great. All right, Um, we'll talk about Thursday night football and uh, Tom Brady and the Eagles. Once again, this is why I don't gamble, because I thought the Eagles were going to cover and Tom Brady would throw less than three touchdowns. Well, that happened. But when it was 28-7 to and I turned it off, I was thinking, oh, boy, this is going to get ugly here. I tuned back in. I went, what? And they're going to cover? And the under, and Brady's not going to throw for three touchdowns, four touchdowns, five touchdowns. That was a bad beat. Bad beat. Uh, the Washington football team is going to retire Sean Taylor's jersey. We'll talk about that coming up. <laughs> it's, so, it's just so pathetic. So sad. All right, uh, Brady Quinn will join us. We'll get to your phone calls coming up, and uh, we'll settle on a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Glad you're part of the program. 15 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. Finding it harder to keep up with the younger guys? I don't. Everybody's younger than me in the building. But uh, M-Drive, the everyday supplement for driven guys who refuse to let age uh, slow them down. In fact, I've left M-Drive out in the mailroom just to let the younger guys know hey, here's the secret. And it's not a secret. It's just if you guys want to have M-Drive, go ahead. You know, the big German, Aereo, Seton, go ahead. Get your M-Drive there. Try to keep up with me. Yeah, Seton. Yeah, every morning. I have it. Pack with clinically tested ingredients. M Drive supports healthy testosterone levels while helping maintain lean muscle and giving you the energy to fight back against aging, so you can compete every single day. Go to M dot Deliver it right to your door. Free shipping. Sixty day money back guarantee. Nothing to lose. Also, you can find M Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. M Drive not for everyone. Just the driven. Visit M dot More strength, energy, t support to fuel your daily drive. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app settle on a poll question mclevin has the honors there this program brought to you by mercedes-benz vans they go far beyond from their customization options cutting-edge tech five-star sales service financial support crew mercedes-benz vans build equipped engineered to be ready for anything go the extra mile taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today we'll check in with uh, fox sports brady quinn he'll join us coming up here uh, Mike in Illinois joins us on the program. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. This is the first time, long time. Yeah. I wanted to tell you that. I, yeah, hello. Yeah, yeah, Mike. I'm there. Hey, what's on your mind? I just wanted to say if you implement the uh, review of the check Czech check swing,
2: do the do the umpires or the umpires do the managers get a, um, a white flag to throw on the field?
0: I don't want to see that. I don't know what they do, Mike, but, you know, okay, All right. Thank you, Mike. I'm here. So am I. I, You know, look, it's a check swing. that's not reviewable. You want to review it? Go ahead. I just I think that we get caught up in something like this. This doesn't happen very often. I don't know if it's ever happened before. That you have a check swing and it's a bad call and somebody's called out. I mean, maybe it has, but, you know, people shouldn't get caught up in the check swing is the reason why the, um, you know, the Giants lost this series. Let's not get caught up in that. We'll have more on this. Harold Reynolds from the Baseball Network will join us coming up a little bit later on. Brady Quinn, uh, Fox Sports College football NFL studio and game analyst and uh He is uh, one of the co-hosts, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, the show that precedes ours with LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox. You can catch them on Fox Sports Radio weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, leading right into our program. Brady joins us now from Los Angeles. He'll be in the Fox studios, not on the road this week. Brady, good morning. How's morale?
2: Uh, morale is fantastic. Although I'm, I'm a little frustrated, you know, that check swing last night, no, I think stop. it cost the uh, <laughs> Giants the series.
0: <laughs> yeah. You with your, uh, legendary baseball career, I'm sure that you knew the rule the check swing,
2: right? Hey, we did win a state championship in division one. there at Dublin cough for my sophomore year. Uh, but no, it, it was a bad call. Uh, I think there's some Dodgers fans who feel like, this happened earlier in the season to them, I believe, in this uh, in this series. So they feel like it's a little bit of payback. Uh, but, you know, if I always feel like if you're going to chalk it up to one thing, you kind of missing the point. You obviously had other opportunities throughout the course of the game.
0: Yeah, the Giants got shut down offensively the entire series, and that should be the bigger picture. They scored 10 runs in five games. And, right. you know, the Dodgers did what they needed to do, uh, just enough to, uh, to squeeze this out. Did you watch uh, Tom Brady and the uh, Buccaneers last night? Of course.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have a chance to watch Greatness every time he steps on the field. Uh, of course I
0: was watching. Okay, but it looked like they did everything. They should have won that game by 28 points, something like that. Yeah. You allow the Eagles to kind of sneak back in. Um, any concerns there?
2: Well, you've got concerns about more. I think maybe they got conservative in the second half with some of the play calling. That's a part of it, but – I think defensively, yeah. I mean, it, it's been well documented. The, the Bucks' secondary is banged up. That's a pressure point. Teams are going to keep pushing their finger on. And I think the other thing you're starting to see, too, is more mobile quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts where he can take off and run or extend plays. That's the biggest thing that I think where defenses are at a disadvantage. It, it's just it's hard to replicate that in practice. It's it's hard to find someone who's going to be able to do what Jalen Hurts can do or any other quarterback that falls in that category, like Kyler Murray. And so when you see it in live game reps, it's just... It's hard to be able to stop those plays or, you know, the way we used to talk about it when I was in Seattle with Russell Wilson is when that first play breaks down, a new play starts. And understanding the scramble rules and understanding that kind of chemistry you have with your quarterback, it's tough for any defense to stop. They're already reactive to begin with. And then you put, you know, in, in a crazy play where a guy's scrambling around playing backyard football, it's even tougher to stop.
0: But you're going to have probably a record number of quarterbacks rush for at least 500 yards this year. How dangerous is – I mean, I know it's strategy, but 17 games, trying to keep your – not everybody can slide properly. Not everybody gets out of bounds the right way. How concerned would you be that there is this growing trend with these younger quarterbacks, but is that a good thing?
2: Well, I think it's a, it's a good thing if you're a fan of fantasy or offensive football because I think it just puts more pressure on defenses and it should, uh, it should result in more points being scored. I think where your concern is, is long-term. Are we ever going to see, you know, a quarterback do what Tom Brady's done that's going to play the game that way? Uh, I would venture to say no. So, you know, you hear guys like Aaron Rodgers who go up and talk to Joe Burrow after the game and say, get down, (laughs) protect yourself. Like the pocket, that's your safe haven. Um, And that's where I think it's not that these players can't be successful doing it for a period of time. It's that you almost have to be kind of like, LeBron where early on his career, you know, he's using his athleticism and how dynamic he is and all those freakish talents. And then as he got older, he started to develop more on the part of his game where now he can play down the post if he needs to, his outside shooting game, his mid-range shot, all those things. It's the same thing as a quarterback who's going to be running a lot early. You just have to develop that ability to use it when you have to, but only as a last resort later in your career because those hits add up on
0: but can Lamar Jackson do that, let's say, five years from now when we're assessing Lamar Jackson? Is he still putting pressure on the defenses, rushing for 800, 900,000 yards?
2: Um, I, I don't know that he's going to have to at that point. I mean, I, I think you've already seen him this year start to take off and take that next step as as a passer, you know, as a pocket passer. And I think a lot's been made about you know him as a passer, which we all knew when he came into the league, there was going to be a growth curve. But the other thing you have to like look at is who he's throwing to. I, I think you look at Marquise Brown, for example, or Hollywood Brown. He's continually come on and gotten better, too. I think what he's had out around him has, has grown and matured and got better at their craft. So that's played just as big of a part or role in his development as a passer. To answer your question, no, I, I don't think he's going to need to do that at that point in time in his career down the road. Uh, but I think he's still going to scare you with it. You know, he's still going to do it. Five to six, seven times a game, enough to make you have to account for. Them.
0: Josh Allen, you're comfortable with him running the way he runs because he takes on contact.
2: Um, I mean, I'm comfortable now. I don't know if I'm comfortable two years from now. You know, and, and watching him hurdle guys, I mean, I thought, I mean, I'd pull my groin at this point in time if I get my legs spread apart <laughs> too far. So watching him do that, I'm saying it's it's just it's not worth the risk. And I think it's hard to teach guys that until they go through an injury, but I, you know, I go and say that, and then you watch Joe Burrow last week who scrambles outside the pockets, running downfield and he ends up, you know, taking a shot or unnecessary hit that he didn't need to take. And he just tore his ACL. So, um, I think the hard thing, and, and not to go back to, uh, Lamar, but even talking about Josh Allen is trying to change that mentality in your head, you know, cause when you get out there, especially as you're as big as Josh Allen is, or you've been as successful as Lamar Jackson has at making guys miss, You're not thinking about any consequences or the downside risk of it. It's only until after the fact you go, oh, maybe I need to change my game a little bit. And then you have to ask yourself, are they going to be the same player if they take that out of their game? Maybe not.
0: Talking to Brady Quinn, Fox Sports College football and NFL studio and game analyst. I don't know what happened. Maybe Jimmy Johnson opened the door this weekend on Fox Sports, the pregame show where he said he would take uh, Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes. And then all of a sudden it became a topic of conversation this week on the different shows. I'll put that question to you. Would you take Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes right now?
2: I, I wouldn't right now. I, I think Patrick has already been proven in this league. And the, the types of – like when I look at the two as passers, okay, not, not throwers, passers, meaning the ability to articulate their arm to make whatever throw they need to, or shape a throw to whatever way they need to. I think Patrick is still more talented in that respect. Um, now don't get me wrong. Justin Herbert has a howitzer for an arm and his accuracy downfield, especially like 15 yards plus outside the numbers. It might be the best in the league right now, but as far as the touch throws and shaping throws and articulating his arm, he doesn't have that quite as much as Patrick does. And and so I think you could put Patrick on a bunch of different teams in the NFL and he could probably survive and be able to spit the football out. I, I think Justin found himself in a really good situation, a that staff that's playing to his strengths, both last year you saw that and this year. Um their offensive line play doesn't get enough credit. Rashawn Slater's a yeah. stud. Yeah. So there's a lot of those working parts. You know, Mahomes is is playing for a team right now that's got a defense that's giving up, you know, yards per play equivalent to the, the greatest show on turf. I mean, literally, they're giving up 7.1 yards per play. The, the Rams back in the day used to get seven yards per play. So it's like every time the Chiefs walk out on the field, they're, they're playing the greatest show on turf. It, it's tough to go up that against that as a quarterback.
0: But I don't know how this became open season on Patrick Mahomes because it feels like that. Like the Chiefs are vulnerable. Um, it, it just feels like, you know, maybe people should realize what Patrick Mahomes has been trying to keep together there because the Chiefs haven't had an impressive defense. It's just that offense kind of overshadows and cleans up all the blemishes here. But when I, and I love Justin Herbert, he's just not at Patrick Mahomes' level right now. And that's not not a knock. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a knock on him. I, if I said you can have uh, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, who are you taking?
2: Um, gosh. I mean, I'd probably still take Patrick, but that one's getting closer and closer, being pretty questionable because, because Josh does have those traits of, being able to throw a little bit sidearm, being able to kind of roll to his left and just kind of twist his upper body to make those throws. And I think he's more effective as a runner. So, uh, you know, that's a tough one because I, I think we've seen Josh um, slowly kind of build to this where right now you'd probably say he's the MVP of the league the way he's played
0: or Tom Brady
2: or Tom Brady. He
0: said he could, Which, play, I mean, he said he can play another 10 years. He said he probably wouldn't. Why? Why why would Brady not continue? now? He says he you know he once spent time with his family and all those things. I understand that. Right. But right, right. Do you think he could play five more six till he's fifty?
2: I don't know why you think he couldn't. I mean, one of the most impressive things was when you go back and look at that first touchdown pass to Antonio Brown, just the way he still slides and moves in the pocket, like that's all he needs to do. Yeah. I remember playing for Jim Zorn. And him saying to me, he's like, you don't have to be the fastest or quickest guy in the pocket. You just have to be sudden. And it reminds me of like all those older boxers that they don't have like what they used to have as far as quickness and ability to move, but they just have to be sudden enough to make a guy miss and then deliver the throw. And so he's still got that. I, I think if he still has the O-line and the situation of playmakers around him like he has, yeah, he could play as long as he needs to. And I don't I don't know. Maybe there's something to that tb 12 method. Like maybe you need to give more credit to Alex Guerrero and... They're the people who are involved because it seems to be working for everyone who works with those guys.
0: Well, maybe you were too muscle bound when you worked out for John Gruden coming out of Notre Dame. I I remember you telling us the story. This is like five years ago, but he thought you were too muscle bound.
2: He was very enamored with my traps at that point, which uh, I'm not sure. Wait, I'm not now. sure
0: why did you did I mean, he, did he verbalize that? Did he say, well, hey, yeah, he,
2: he had a laser pointer. We had a laser pointer, so he was up there <laughs> and we were going through it. And he was like pointed out. And the weird thing was, is like, I obviously see myself without a shirt on often, um, but I never felt more awkward or uncomfortable sitting in that moment while he's like <laughs> using the laser pointer to point out wait your you got your, he, your wait,
0: he's got a picture of you with your shirt off
2: it was well it was from the combine yeah you know so you go up there and you skibbies and you know they they take a photo of you which like tom brady's is probably the most famous yeah. like everyone's seen
0: yeah
2: uh, and the one of me you know at that point you know i, I obviously worked out hard and, you know i got two parents who i got great genetics so it, it comes maybe a little easier for me but he's pointing all this stuff out. He's like, I don't need a guy <laughs> who looks like this and all this stuff. And then, you know, he showed another quarterback who tended to be a little heavier set. He's like, I don't want this either. And then he showed another quarterback. He's like, I want this guy. This guy looks like I can go out and have a beer with him. And I was just like, all right. Like, I'm not sure what you want me to say to this. So, I, I mean, do you, you want to go grab a beer now? Or like, look, we're going to go work. Like, what do we
0: doing? So <laughs> Who were those other two quarterbacks?
2: Um, Jamarcus Russell was the other one. Um, who obviously, you know, I, I, trained with Jamarcus pre-draft and, you know, I'll tell you this much. I mean, he was uber talented. I, I you know, when you look at Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, all the arms, strong arms. I've never seen an arm like his. Like, I remember <laughs> it was me and him who went in the first round and I was, I was watching him throw and I was like, well, good God, he's going to go before me. I, I don't have the ability to throw a ball like that, yeah. but he was, you know, he didn't work out very hard. I mean, I was there often. I trust me. If he would have been there, I would have seen him. And I very rarely ever saw him there in preparation for all of that. Um, but he was the one quarterback. And then Charlie Fry was the other quarterback. And didn't, he, uh, he Gruden,
0: didn't Gruden draft Charlie Fry? Uh, I can't recall
2: if he dra- – well, I, I don't know. Charlie got drafted to Cleveland. But oh, Bruce okay. Grakowski – so Bruce Grakowski was on – so this was all like a film. Like, a, like we were watching like a cut-up he had. And it opened up with like him showing some cheerleaders <laughs> or dancing. And so I was like, what the hell is this? And then he had like a cheetah that was like jumping on a gazelle and like <laughs> tearing it apart. And I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. I still don't know what this has to do with football. <laughs> and then he kind of went through the whole combine photos. And then he started showing some, like, he showed some bad plays of like Bruce Kerkowski and like, you know, what we'd be looking at here and all this stuff. And this is what I need. And then he started going through like the college tape, but it was like, He was famous for that. You know, he's famous for the film sessions, all the cut-ups. So, but that was back when he was the head coach at Tampa.
0: Like your head has to be spinning. Like you're thinking, wait, what am I getting myself? Like what, what does he think I'm any good? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he talks, he talks you up. Like we we
2: were out there because then he he brought in two wide receivers and then I had a wide receiver and running back who were were catching for me for that workout. And so he would talk you up and he was with you the whole time doing drills. And he was a ton of fun to work with, but, you know, and after he kind of puts your arm around, he's like, oh, I'm going to come up and draft you. We're going to come get you and all this (laughs) stuff. And you don't know you've never been through it before. So, you know, the cynic in me is like, yeah, okay. Like, we'll, we'll see when that day comes. But the other side of me, like, how cool would that be? You get to play for this guy every single day. Um, And obviously with everything that's come out of late, you know, it's, it's sad to see that behind closed doors, that's how he's talk or that's how he was handling things. Um, but, you know, I, I, again, I mean, that whole that whole experience was just, I guess, head spinning is one of those, the best way to put it.
0: Before I let you go, this Oklahoma situation is is really interesting with Spencer Rattler, who a lot of people thought Heisman Trophy. And, you know, my my point was maybe,
2: for, maybe first overall pick. Right.
0: Yeah. And I kept saying, watch him play a game. Don't watch the highlights because he is a highlight. But watch him. He got benched last year. And he's not consistent. And, you know, you got Lincoln Riley. He can cover up a lot of things. Now you got a situation where if you're Spencer Rattler and you look and you see the future is out there on the field and it's not you, what do you do if you're Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma?
2: It's such a tough decision because if he feels like he's not going to be the guy, there's still so much football left to be played. Like, I think the biggest mistake he can make right now is make an irrational decision and deciding to transfer right away like we've already seen that in certain cases like we've already seen guys who have done that this season um and i think that's a bad look because one you don't know if caleb williams is athletic as he is if he gets injured yeah. your team needs you you're right back in there so that's that's the first thing the next thing is is you know he's draft eligible like does he look at this quarterback class and go i'm gonna prove to people that like yeah i haven't played my best necessarily or i'm not at my best but they can draft me and they can help me get there Cause he is talented. I mean, no one's going to deny his arm strength ability to throw off platform, all those things, but he needs a lot of experience and more work. Um, he could look at other situations that are out there right now. You know, he might be looking at a place like Georgia and say, I'd like to go in there behind that offensive line with those playmakers, you know, not have to worry about winning a shootout with that defense and go play there or go play anywhere else and try to transfer. Right. That's always a part of it. My concern is that the parents, direct because at this age like even though you're a young man and you have your desires and goals and what you want to do the parents sometimes start to lean in on that too and they start to shape it and that can be good and bad and so like i don't know his personal situation with his family but that that also is a factor in all of this and that's where i wonder you know if, if the parents especially just having coached high school kids now knowing how overbearing they can be if they start weighing in on that you know, hey, let's get somewhere else right now. Let's go somewhere else. Let's move on. This isn't a good place for you. Um, that's the hard thing because for the young man, he's always identified himself as a quarterback. And when that's taken away from you, you get it put on the bench. It, it shocks you. I mean, it really wrecks your entire world. And so you could be in a tough headspace and you can let anyone talk you into anything at that point in time. Um, so hopefully he can let his emotions pass and, and they can get some, kind of some more clarity of what their plan is moving forward, depending on how the season goes.
0: Have a great weekend. Tell the guys we said hello and uh, have fun. Thank you, Brady. We'll talk to you Will next do. week. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports College and NFL studio and game analyst. And he's got a uh, radio show that precedes ours with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox. It's called Two Pros and a Cup of Joe on Fox Sports Radio. Weekdays, six to nine. You imagine you're there and Gruden is diagramming you without a shirt off, looking at your traps. <laughs> <laughs> Called him too muscular. And Brady, you know, Brady looks like he should be on the cover of Men's Health magazine or Men's Fitness and probably has been. But I can, you know, here's Gruden trying to figure out, doesn't want, you know, a quarterback that's out of shape. I don't want a quarterback who's too in shape. Give me somebody like Charlie Fry, Bruce Gradkowski. Yes, McLean. I still don't totally understand the cheetah tackling the gazelle in the highlight clips. <laughs> Well, I started with cheerleaders. Then you go to the cheetah and the gazelle. <laughs> not, not Giselle, gazelle. Big difference there. All right, let's take a break. Play of the day and uh, Washington football team, the gift that just keeps on giving. I have that for you now. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app,
2: dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. The play, the play's called play. of the day.
0: Runner left side, got it! I are going to play it and play it. This is the
2: play of the day. Check this out. Here comes a one-two from Duvall. Lines one
0: in the right center field for a base hit. Turner will score. Lux is on his way to third with the biggest hit of his career, has just given
2: the Dodgers a 2-1 to lead.
0: That's courtesy of AM570, L.A. Sports Dodger Radio Network. Charlie Steiner on the call, Cody Bellinger. Go ahead, RBI. He's a career 197 hitter in the playoffs, but his 29 postseason RBI since 2017 second most among the Dodgers during that span. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Washington football team decided that now was a good time to uh, retire the jersey of former defensive back Sean Taylor. They tweeted it out yesterday. Well, it came as a surprise to a lot of people, including apparently Sean Taylor's family. Now, normally, let's say you're going to a college football game, and you're going to go to homecoming. I'm going to guess that's months months in advance that you prepare for it. It even has in parentheses usually under the uh, the you know the team that you're playing. It's going to be homecoming here, but uh, apparently Washington, you know, said that uh, hey. You know, maybe they made a mistake and forgot to tweet it out sooner. Like, uh, when? Monday? Uh, Two weeks ago? Six weeks ago? Maybe in the preseason? I mean, you're really going to pay tribute to a great defensive player who was uh, tragically uh, killed um, in his home, and now you're going to retire his jersey. It just felt like, hmm, there's a lot of things going on with the Washington football team. Hey, how about we finally retire Sean Taylor's jersey number? Yes, Paul.
1: Jason Wright, the team president this morning, uh, posted something on the Washington football team website and said uh, they had the best of intentions. They had planned on it for a while to do it. Uh, Sean Taylor's jersey retiring at Alumni Weekend, as they called us this weekend. Mm -hmm. They thought it would focus more uh, national attention on it if they tweeted it out just days before the game. They apologized for not uh, letting people know so they can make plans to fly in. Traveling, longtime Redskins fans, now Washington football team.
0: Okay, they thought they were going to get more publicity with less publicity.
1: Well, it turns out they did get more publicity,
0: <laughs> and not in a good way. Yeah, yeah.
1: But they said the plan was this has been planned for a while. They call it um, Alumni Weekend. Okay,
0: okay. But if they know it's Alumni Weekend, Alumni Weekend. What are you doing for Alumni Weekend? Oh, we're going to honor Sean Taylor. I mean. I don't know. How about week one? Bobby Mitchell and Sean Taylor are the start of what they hope will be an honored tradition here, as it is in many other places. Uh, we knew alumni weekend was the right moment for us to retire number 21. So and, and OK, it is. But don't it's, it shouldn't be a secret. Like, I don't know. Timing. Just seems a little, hey, uh, hey! look at this great thing we're doing with Sean Taylor. How long ago did Sean Taylor pass away? Is it 14 14 years ago? It's been a long time since Sean passed away. But now you get around to retiring his jersey? 14 years ago, 2007. Okay. You know, call me a cynic, maybe. But uh, with what's going on with the Washington Football Team, there were a couple more emails that were leaked. It had to do with Bruce Allen, former team president, and it had to do with some correspondence with a uh, lawyer in the NFL home office. There um, probably won't get that much attention, but from what I'm told by a source who was involved in this, the cover-up is worse than the crime, and you got these emails being leaked. Um, And from what I was told this morning, at around 7.36 this morning, the NFL is trying to make sure they're protecting some owners here. Now, what's going to be in those correspondence? Could it be from Daniel Snyder to somebody or somebody to Daniel Snyder? But that's what I was told. The cover-up will be worse than the crime. Yampo.
1: Uh, This is the fourth leak in just less than a week, if you go back to the Adam Schefter Schefter story from two days ago and then John Groom from last week. Do you think whoever has all these emails is slow trickling these out to kind of control this for days at a time, weeks at a time?
0: Yeah, but I don't know what the end goal is. What's the end game for somebody to leak this out, embarrass the NFL? I don't know. I don't know what the bigger play, and you're taking people down. I don't know. That's why I said, you know, if I'm the commissioner, I – I want to have some questions here. You know, you wanted this internal investigation with the Washington football team. Okay, you got it. But we don't know what's going to happen. You had, you know, the allegations that are in there. uh, They're trying to pay off people, reportedly. uh, These lawsuits, trying to make them go away. And I'm not sure. It just feels like this is going to continue to leak out. Yes, Tom.
2: So if the commissioner wanted to speak, he'd have to get the permission of the owners and they'd have to script something out together since he works for the owners. So that's even questionable, too. Whatever he does say is all going to be contrived, contrived stuff that the owners go, you know, go over with him.
0: Oh, I don't think this has anything to do with the owners saying something. No, well, the commissioner has his own script writers. He doesn't. he's not going to run this by the owner like Jerry Jones. Hey, Jerry, what do you think about this? He's got to I mean, he's the commissioner of the NFL. But I guess he doesn't want to add any fuel to the fire by talking here. But no, he, he doesn't run anything by the owners with something like this. You know, he would have a press release. But I think that you should be out in front of this because who knows what's on there? What else is on there? But I think that this is maybe the NFL trying to protect the owners from themselves. But, hey, you know, if commissioner's not concerned about it. I shouldn't be right. What a week. All right. Coming up next hour, Harold Reynolds. Talk about the Dodgers moving on. More phone calls as well. Back after this. One more item. We close out hour one and thank you for the positive feedback on those who have tried Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. Now, you finish golfing or lifting weights or running around the neighborhood a 10K or a 10-minute walk. Those sore muscles, post-workout discomfort popping up in new spots all the time. You can use Level Select CBD sports creams prior to and after you work out. If it's good enough for Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, it's good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated With doctors, there's a high concentration of CBD. It allows me to feel it work immediately, less than 60 seconds. And you know, it's made with 0% THC. You can apply the level select directly to those sore spots and let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work and create some magic. Go to levelselectcbd.com, use the promo code DP30. That gives you $30 off your entire order today. $30 off levelselectcbd.com, promo code DP30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.